Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? A car drove past the window right as you introduced me, and I'm really oh. hoping it didn't pick up on the mic, everyone. I'm was really that, sorry. Was that your limousine driving away? And, uh, Connor, I'm trying to cultivate this personality of like this indie alt kind of character. So <laughs> The everyman. The everyman. If you could do less references to my fabulous wealth, that would really be appreciated. <laughs> do you want me to take up the mantle of wealthy character then? Yes, but only if it's in a Mr. Monopoly kind of capacity. Oh, Just- well, I feel like we should eat the poor. Ah, very good. Very good. Beautiful. <laughs> I disagree, Connor. <laughs> this is a good podcast. So, this is Hero Zero, Sean. So, I normally do DC characters, and you normally do Marvel characters. And so, last week, you did a Marvel character. He was fast. He was a bit annoying, like Quicksilver, what ifs. So, I Absolutely. decided this week, I'm going to do a character that a lot of people I think are going to click on this episode and not know who they are. But... I'm going to start by saying that this character is named after a flying animal and is Batman, one of Batman's sidekicks. Is it? And I, I feel like this is a QI situation. Go on. But is it Robin? It is not Robin. Fuck! <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, we've done Nightwing, but that's also not a flying animal. The, yeah. the moth? Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> the moth. You mean Killer Moth? Killer you think Batman would associate himself with a dude called Killer Moth? He's killing crime on a surface level. <laughs> He's killing our our large prices. They're so low. Um, <laughs> no, um, I am going to do the character called Harper Row, otherwise known as Bluebird, Sean. 
Ah, of course, bluebirds. Yeah. Now, this is interesting because normally we do any pre-New 52 characters in DC. When I say we, I mostly mean me. We, no, I always I, exclusively I, do pre-New 52 characters that, that in my That is true, because you've done zero. But, <laughs> but um, I, I prefer uh, pre-New 52, but this character actually originated in the New 52. And so... This has a very strange scenario where this is probably, since the New 52 launched, Batman has had a new sidekick that was brought in as well, and it is Bluebird. Right, okay. This is... That, that's wild that I don't know this, then. Because I yeah, like to think I know about comics. It is. It's it's a very interesting concept. Um, and now the creators of Harper or Bluebird were Zack Snyder. Or Zack Snyder. Oh Zach my god, Snyder. actually not. I hate Scott Bluebird. Snyder. <laughs> Scott Snyder. I want to make it clear. Scott Snyder, the comic book writer everyone loves. Not Zack Snyder. Um, Bluebird, mad into killing people. No, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, who are kind of like a legendary duo when it comes to Batman. And they were massive in the new 52 pre-launch um and bluebird came in about in november of 2011 so harbor row also known as bluebird is one of batman's allies but she's kind of just she she's very similar to everybody else in the team and sort of far as she doesn't have any powers she's oh. just kind of smart and may i ask connor what's her situation around oh i don't know having parents Motherless, Harper ah. and her brother Cullen. <laughs> oh, she left before they were born. <laughs> so her mother passed away early, Sean, but the father's still alive. I know what you're taking. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's 50% better than Batman. Well, well, Harper and her brother Cullen, who we're going to know in this report, uh, they were forced to live with their abusive alcoholic father at the time. Right. Right, in Good many start. ways, worse than Batman's situation, because he had an <laughs> when Alfred. Their yeah, when their father was absent, Harper would fix the things her father broke, including Cullen and herself most of the time. Do- doing this, Harper soon developed a talent for fixing things, Sean. And so during the Zero Year, when the Riddler shut off the power throughout Gotham, Harper and Cullen were stranded in their apartment, so their father left to drink. Noting her par- her father's poor parenting, Harper rigged Cullen's nightlight to a battery that he didn't have, to s- so he didn't have to sleep in the dark. So Aww. she's a genius when it comes to technolo- technology or electrical things. Yeah, and she's got a, a like a big heart. She like she she cares about people. Certainly, her brother. Yeah. Anyway, I'll be honest. Eventually- I've not been left a lot of avenues for comedy in this report about an <laughs> abusive father. But continue. <laughs> I haven't seen where you could come in. <laughs> um, eventually, Harper applied for emancipation. On achieving it, she moved out, taking her brother Cullen with her almost immediately. She applied for a job as a city electrical engineer and got the job, doing maintenance on the city's electrical grid. Harper and Cullen moved into the Narrows, which showed is a rough part of Gotham City, oh. as if there is not a rough part of Gotham City. I was going to say, isn't Gotham City the rough part of... DC Comics. <laughs> yeah, but this is the rough part of Gotham City. My God, it's yeah, it's worse than we ever imagined. It's pretty bad, and so they are living there. Like she's just a young, like I, she's about seventeen or whatever, and she's looking after her young brother, and they're just in this really dingy apartment, and like it's really run down. But it's all they can afford at the minute because she's just gotten her job. 
Um, so she's still in high school at the time, and she lives with and supports her younger brother um, at the same time. So she's Fucking going to hell. high school and have, has a job and is supporting her brother. While there, however, her brother started being bullied, and they started targeting, targeting him because uh, he was gay. And so her brother is constantly being bullied, and so she has to also deal with that as well. So she just has a lot of things that she's looking after her her little brother, who they have no parents, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trying to make ends meet as she's also going to high school herself. Jesus, so she is just stretched in every direction. Yeah. And so this all uh, kind of leads up to a point where um, one day in her uh, block of apartments, her landlady... Uh, she, her electricity went and so she didn't know what to do but Harper said I'll fix that for you and so Harper fixes and rewires her landlady's apartment and just fixes it all up and so her landlady as 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 a say of thank you was paid her with a ticket to the Wayne Gala where <gasps> Bruce Wayne was to announce his revitalisation project that was, would result in her home being demolished <laughs> oh no I did not think that was where it was going to go. <laughs> Revitalization. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, revitalize means out with the old, out with the people, living in the yeah. old, and in with the new expensive apartments for my friends. This this Bruce Wayne doesn't seem very nice at all. No, this Bruce Wayne seems like a bad a bad man. Huh? No, she, huh? she was initially. <laughs> I'm going to bypass that. She was initially hesitant to go, um, feeling like obviously there was no point. And but Cullen, her brother, convinced her to go to it. So she goes off to this uh, big gala, and after Wayne's presentation, she began stealing desserts and putting them in her bag. And as she did, she was spotted by Alfred, who did not stop her, but instead said she was making a serious error by not taking the brownies as well. <laughs> Alfred, you dog. <laughs> Alfred's a ledge bag, you know what I mean? <laughs> Alfred's famously known for being a ledge bag in DC Comics. Everyone knows that. So, as Alfred escorted Harper out at her request, the butler asked if she had won her ticket from the ticket lottery. She answered that she didn't win it herself, but was given the ticket by her landlady. Um, Harper was then asked what she thought of Bruce Wayne's project. She answered with apathy, stating that she can't get her hopes up whenever some rich guy who probably never set foot in the Narrows says he's going to fix it up. And so this is kind of where she is at the minute, where she's just kind of like, Bruce Wayne's a dickhead. That's uh, that's most people's impressions of Bruce Wayne, though. And that's what Bruce Even Wayne wants people to people that know he's Batman. <laughs> oh, people who know he's Batman know he's a dickhead. But people yeah, who don't know Bruce dick? Wayne think he's a dickhead. Yeah, it's like, is he a dick? And then you find out, oh, he is. Oh, he absolutely is. Oh, Somehow yes. him saving people makes him a bigger dickhead. So, um, on her return home, however, she discovered that her apartment had been broken into by the bully shot. And Cullen had basically been assaulted Fuck. with a gay slur shaved into his hair. Jesus. Yeah. And so Harper, as a sign of, like, she left him for a few hours and she came back to this. Um, and so uh, when she gets back, Harper's like, don't, or not Harper, I, I should say, Cullen is like, don't fix my hair because she offers to fix it. And he's just like, they're just going to do it again. So in comforting him, what she does instead is she shaves her head to look like his and, sha- and like, shaves the slur into her head as well so that they have the same haircut. 
Fuck me, that is yeah. that is solidarity. Solidarity. So um, that's kind of our first introduction to uh, just Harper and just the person that she is. Like she's all about just looking after, like obviously her little brother, but she's also very smart. And you can see where I'm going with this shot. <laughs> but, um, no, no, no. I, th- so, I think she joins the Riddler. Is that what happens here? So, so this all leads to a story called The Court of Owls, which, of course, is very famous around this time when they first relaunched New 52. And yeah. Batman is under a lot of attacks from The Court of Owls. And at one point, he comes under attack and he's barely manage- he barely manages to escape their underground maze. Uh, through Gotham's frozen river. But when he collapses, a young girl by the name of Harper Rowe manages, manages to pull Batman's body from the water and got him into the back of her van, where she jump started his heart with a car battery and jumper cables. What the fuck? So she literally saved Batman's life? Yes. She literally what? saved Batman's life, yes. That is... that Okay, that's a, that's a good in on your CV. <laughs> So, this is kind of our first introduction to her. You're kind of like, who the fuck is this lady? Because Batman immediately looks at her and he recognises her. And he's like, I told you once already, leave me alone. And I mean it. After being saved. What a... God, Bruce Wayne's a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly! So, um, we have like a flashback then at this point. And you find out that Harper's... uh, Her first meeting with Batman and why she's helping him... Um, is because he once helped her because one day her and her brother were walking home from alone and they were confronted by the group of local thugs that were mm. bullying him and they started to basically attack them and Harper attempted to defend her brother with a taser but like obviously you shock them once and then you're out of taser and so they were going to be overwhelmed but then Batman appeared and saved the two of them making a great impression on Harper and Cullen um, who had been never able to depend on anyone but each other. But Har- but Batman turned up and saved the two of them from this gang of bullies, which I don't really want to raise the issue, but this is... I feel like it's below Batman's pay grade. And I don't I was really know how say, to say that. <laughs> this is a man who has fought aliens and gods, <laughs> and he's just stopping some bullying happening. Now, look, bullying shouldn't happen. Definitely. No. But I don't think... Like, if Batman were to stop every bully, he'd never do anything ever again. I think it's a, I think that's a job for Damien Wayne. I think you send Damien out on that mission, and he solves the world-ending missions. Yeah, just, like, look, just on a pure logistical point of view. <laughs> you don't have the skill time. set involved. <laughs> You're overqualified, Bats. <laughs> You have too much experience for this job. <laughs> He's looking at the CV, you're like, you've got too much experience to kick the shit out of some kids. <laughs> and also, if someone has to beat up a child, surely it should be a child and not the send 35-year-old Robin. billionaire. Ad- you've, you've got like six of them. Send one of them. Send one of them. <laughs> um, so later, Harper becomes obsessed with learning as much about Batman as she could because, I mean, she was trying to figure out ways to like repay him. And she's kind of starstruck because it's Batman and they're just both young kids. So she becomes obsessed with trying to find everything about him that she can. Specifically, she became curious how he was able to stop all nearby city cameras when he appears. She surmised that Batman must have a method to link into the city grid and control it with a type of device that she dubs a Batbox. So after deducing where one of these devices can be found, Harper went down to the sewers and retrieved it. In studying the device, she was able to make modifications to it that actually improved the device created by Bruce Wayne. 
And when she re- went to return the device to the grid where she found it, she was interrupted by Batman who was fighting Tiger Shark. Harper helped hit Batman in the fight and they managed to escape. But Har- Batman later found her and told her not to bother him or help him again because he'd left it there on purpose and you ruined my fucking plan. <laughs> Batman, so- <laughs> realise what's happened here. Someone has figured everything out and then made it better. That, that's a good thing. So it's a good... But he just... Bruce Wayne is just grumpy. We all know that. He hates new people as well. And so she's constantly trying to break down his barriers because he just is a, just an angry old man. And this is made immediately worse because during the comics at this point, Damien dies. Damien Wayne. Damien, ba- Bruce Wayne's like biological son. Bruce Wayne's biological son dies. Now, can you do you remember how bad he got during Jason Todd passing away in the comic books? Yeah, and Jason Todd was a piece of shit. <laughs> Nobody liked Jason. Now he's come back as the Red Hood. He's pretty cool now. Oh, he's back cool now. Then, everyone, t- back, uh, yeah, back then everyone thought he was shit. You're, and you're so- just little dicky, but even littler. <laughs> and so Damien, his biological son, dies in the comic books, and. What's cool is this kind of reflects Tim Drake at this point, where Tim Drake watched Batman get angrier after Jason Todd dies. Harper stalked Batman for many nights following Damien's death and noticed he was getting weaker and slower as he just kept being like... He just... He, he did the Batman thing of just overwhelming himself with missions until his body just gave up. Yeah, because he... Like, yeah, it's one of those things of Batman needing to realise... He's just a human. Like, he's a very good human, but he's just a human and he has limits. Exactly. And so, uh, Batman got into a fight with a dog fighter who injects venom into his dogs one night while Harper is watching. And fearing for his life, she jumps in once again to save him. She dons a skin-tight black suit this time and has a device that transmits a high-pitched noise to call off the dogs. Batman then helps her take down the dogfighter and tells her to go away <laughs> and to Batman. leave him alone. <laughs> Why is he such a prick? <laughs> in, like, he's, he seems worse in this story than any other story I've experienced Batman being a dickhead in. Because I think it's very much about Damien. Like, he does not want to talk to anyone. Uh, okay, yeah. I was about to say that's not healthy, but then I realised we're talking about Batman here. Like, he's already unhealthy mentally, and then his biological son dies. And so, you can imagine where you're... Like, a lot of people start um, mentally in a good place, and then a loved one passes away, and then you might go into a darker place mentally. He's already past dark. <laughs> he so, is well past all of the therapy so, shit. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, you can't fix them at this point. So when something that bad happens, it's only going to make things a million times worse. So Harper immediately, he's like, just leave me alone. Just fuck off, basically. And Harper talks about how she has been training and makes it clear that she wants to be part of Batman's team. They eventually, they have an argument that Batman eventually leaves saying, like, you're never going to join my team. Fuck off. (laughs) You're not coming to my birthday. (laughs) Exactly. Now, her efforts only earned the Batman's ire. At one point, he rewarded Harper's attempts at helping him by breaking her nose. (laughs) So so does Batman just like attacking children, then? (laughs) She's like 17. He's like, ah, she's tall enough to take a punch. He's (laughs) 35. 
That is true. She, he is a double her age. So really, don't punch her. Um, I, but I feel like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him punch a child. Normally in the comic <laughs> books, they double up with like Robin as well. Because as we've mentioned, like if a younger character or spoiler as Stephanie Brown or Batgirl, somebody's there to punch the kid. <laughs> yeah, while Batman looks after the the you know the the person he's socially allowed to punch. <laughs> yeah. He's always looking at the chart like, am I socially allowed to punch it? Seventeen. It's on the it's on the cusp. It is on the cusp. Um, he's just like winding up for a punch, and he's just like, "What's your birthday?" <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not till tomorrow. You're fucking lucky. You are lucky. I'll be back. You, I'll be back in twenty four hours, hours friend. <laughs> The guy wakes up on his birthday and Batman's just standing over his bed kicking him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, her efforts only are, as I said, Batman's ire. The next day, Harper visits Bruce Wayne at Wayne Tower instead and shows him plans that she thinks will help Batman. To her surprise, Bruce agrees. And that night, Batman tracks Harper and apologises to her. She tells him she may not know the details, but she knows he's going through a lot of pain right now regarding the death of Damian Wayne. She also reminds Batman what he means to the city with a touching and personal story about her being saved at that one time. The issue concludes with Harper's message to Batman broadcast on Wayne Tower. It's one simple word taught to Harper by her mother before her death. It just says resolve. So she's written, she's gotten the electrical grid to come up with resolve on oh, Wayne cool. Tower. Which just so happens to begin with the letter R, Sean. What? R? Oh, shit. Holy. Oh, I haven't even seen the comic book panel and my mind is blown. (laughs) Which, at this point, you're like, oh, wow, she's going to be the next Robin for the new 52. But instead of taking the mantle of Robin, which is traditionally that of Batman's sidekick, Harper Rowe instead adopts an entirely new superhero identity. So Bluebird is her name. And uh, she first appears as Bluebird and helps Raid Robin, which is Tim Drake, investigate a case of nanobot plague, uh, of a nanobot plague affecting children in the Narrows, right? So what's happened is Batman's kind of like, he's not accepting of her, but he's also like, he's in that weird stage where he normally is with all of his sidekicks at this point. Like, he's there with Spoiler as well, who will probably do a Hero Zero on at one point. But it's just like, okay, you're good enough that I don't need to tell you to fuck off all the time, but you're also not Dick Grayson, so I'm not going to talk to you <laughs> about things. Dick Grayson is the only one that I kind of liked from the start. <laughs> but even he thinks I'm a dickhead. So uh, she's kind of in that middle bit. And at this point, she uh, appears in a Red Robin story called Batman Eternal. And at this point, Red Robin, as I said, is investigating the case of all these nanobots are appearing. And, of course, Harper Rowe is really good at technology. But Tim Drake's also a genius with technology. So, they're like, they're like the perfect combination to solve what's going on here. Especially because it's in the Narrows as well. Because that's obviously her home, her home area. Yeah. And so, Red Robin investigates the inve- infected children. And learns that the infection originated from a single building in the Narrows. Red Robin goes to the Narrows and discovers the infection was caused by nanobots and accidentally activates them in a child, Sean. Grayson, <laughs> so, how have you done this? Elsewhere, um, so you have Vicky Vale, or Vicky Vale is um, the newspaper reporter, and at this point she's like following a lead on all the nanobots, and Harper, Harper Rowe saves her. 
and she takes her back to Harper's apartment, which is just below Red Robin. And right. Red Robin, so Tim Drake falls through the fucking ceiling and he's fighting these nanobot fueled robot children. And he's like trying to fucking fight them off. And Harper Rose is like, I guess I better help, I suppose. Um, and so the nanobots attack me- um, everyone in the room before Red Robin is able, or, yeah, Red Robin is able to stop them. Um, but Harper's brother Cullen, he gets infected at this point with the nanobots. They get into his into his body, so now she has a personal uh, connection to this to this case that they're working on, Batman and Robin. Right. Okay. Um, so now she's now she's really involved in it. Now she's in, and so Red Robin goes off on his plane to try and solve what's going on, and she stows away on board without telling him. And over the course of the series, she basically gains his trust. Um, and Red Robin actually enlists Harper Ro- Rose's help in locating the source of the nano machine infestation because he, Tim Drake, has this cool moment where he's like, he's just like, "Oh, you're really smart, like." You're really intelligent. You're not just someone that just like I want to be a vigilante to to just like punch people because Tim Drake is a nerd. Everyone kind yeah. of knows that he's probably the smartest Robin. So he's obviously going to become more connected to her when she's like, "I'm also a massive nerd," and they're just both like, "Yeah, we're the nerd sidekicks." Because <laughs> Jason Todd, he's too cool, <laughs> but we both know about that. He's the jock of the Bat Family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he's immediately like, "Come on in." Uh, you can join the team, and we're going to work on this together. And they identify Jervis Tetch, who is uh, the Mad Hatter. He's the source of it. And um, so they go to confront Jervis Tetch, and they're just kind of, But what happens is that Red Robin he gets into a bit of trouble with Batgirl and Red Hood. So Red Hood, Batgirl, and Red Robin are all working on this, and they all get basically overwhelmed by the nano machines. And, right. this, and I think before they go in, Tim Drake's like, look at her, like, you sit this one out. Like, you just watch us. Yeah, We're going to solve this. <laughs> yeah, newbie. Um, and we're going to, look at us, we're, we're amazing at this. So the three of them run in, they all get overwhelmed by the nanomachines. But Harper, this is her first moment as Bluebird properly, like in the, in the full outfit. And she's forced into the field when they all get kidnapped. Or, not kidnapped, overwhelmed, I should say. Yeah. And so Harper tricks the Mad Hatter into giving up the device that controls the nanomachines. And she actually hacks into the nanomachines, like takes like some scientific electrical thing. But she takes over the nanomachines and takes control of them and then shuts, shuts them all down. Basically ruining all of the Mad Hatter's plans. Well, that was very insensitive of her. He had planned for ages. <laughs> to infect all those children this sentence didn't go how I thought it would um, but she this kind of helps her overcome Batman's reservations and at this point Red Robin's kind of like no she's actually good Bruce like she's he actually really her. good and she can be helpful like she's really intelligent and what happens if like what wouldn't it be great if we had two nerds that you could go to? Is if I'm on a different mission, Bruce, or she's I on a want mission. a friend. <laughs> I want a friend. Jason Todd just wants to play football all the time. I don't wanna, right? Um, and my final story involving Harper. That's how she kind of gets invited into the Bat Family. Like yeah. she, she, she gets, she gets the thumbs up from Red Robin, Red Hood, and Batgirl. And once they all go to Batman and kind of vouch for her, she kind of gets the, okay, she's in, but she's not in the 
in the circle. She She's doesn't get a plane team, made she... for her. <laughs> no, she doesn't get a plane. She doesn't have like a signal in the sky, but she's part of the Bat family. Um, but finally, actually, interestingly, is that they wrote a story called Batman and Robin at Hurdle at one point, and it is revealed that Harper's mother, who died, was murdered by Cassandra Kane, Sean. Oh, but she's in the back. That's going to cause so much conflict, Connor. It's it's good storyline. It is a good storyline. Um, and but what happens is, I think they show that Cassandra Kane was taken over, like brainwave shit. That she gets brainwashed into doing it, and uh, she kills Harper's mother, and she's going to kill her father. But Cassandra breaks out with a mind control at the last second, and. Is just, we've done our Hero Zero on Cassandra Kane, by the way. So if you don't know who this is, you can check that out. <laughs> it's yeah. a former Batgirl, and she's she's like the biggest killer in all of comic books. She's absolutely amazing. And Purely. To be fair, she's yeah, she's she's the most lethal member of the Bat Family. Even more than Red Hood, who is who prides himself on I'll kill anyone. I don't care. Yeah. No, but Cassandra Kane would kill Red Hood. I would say in about thirty seconds. <laughs> My God. Yeah, so um, she is the one who kills Harper's mother. And even more shockingly, it's discovered that Harper's mother was murdered by a villain as a part of a plan to offer Harper to Batman as the perfect Robin. So this villain had an offer to, like, to get Batman, if I offer him the perfect Robin, he'll leave me alone. And so he they tried to kill her parents as a... Have you ever seen... Uh, the epilogue episode of Batman Beyond. Yes, yes, I have. Aman- yeah, Amanda Waller is like, oh, we tried to kill um, Terry McGuinness's parents to basically make him the next Robin. They've tried to do the exact same thing here with Harper Rowe to make her Robin. All right, okay, that's 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 a level of meddling that I'm not sure how I feel about in like an <laughs> origin story. Yeah, I think it was like an add-on. So they introduced her and then they were like, wouldn't it be cool if she'd had a history with the team as well? Like she was always meant to be there kind of thing. I get you, I get you. Um, And it is cool. I also think it's cool that she just kind of came out of nowhere. I think that's a nice entry into the Bat family as well. I think so. I think sometimes they overthink it and they try and add too many layers. But like, I felt like I had to cover this due to the fact that, I mean, it's part of her backstory that... She's actually, she was trying to, a, a villain tried to offer her to Batman as the perfect Robin, so they killed her mother, and they were going to kill her father, but then Cassandra Kane backed out of it at the last second. Oh yeah, that's absolutely wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Batman actually knew about this, by the way, I will say. The whole time. And despite, re- yo, the whole time, Sean, the whole time. Oh, so he and wasn't being re- a dickhead. No, see now it actually has a tie-in because despite recognising Harper's qualities, uh, that Harper's quality would make her an ideal partner, at the time Batman simply forced her um, surviving father to take responsibility for his role as a parent (laughs) as he didn't want to benefit from the villain's plan. Right, so he's like, oh, if I I allow her in, I am going to be, like, giving in to him, really. Who was the villain? The villain is called Mother, so it's it's um Mother is uh, I, I mean it's a villain who manipulates traumatized children on the grounds that she will make them stronger through trauma. It's like a weird mind control thing that it's like a Granny Goodness kind of shit. Like Mother is just like no, if you if you join my 
um, people like I'll look after you and I'll care for you but all you have to do is just go kill them over there Okay, just go kill them over there. Thanks very much. Sounds like a pretty sweet deal, I gotta say. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, Mother. <laughs> she wouldn't lie to me. Um, and so, Mother attempts to win Harper to her point of view at one point. Um, he, actually, by the way, I should say that he obviously he didn't want to benefit from Mother's plan, so he never revealed the truth, even after Harper began working with him as Bluebird. This is Batman. <laughs> so, she's working for him at this point, and he's still like, nah, not gonna tell her. <laughs> It's fine. So it doesn't need to know. Probably not important. <laughs> yeah, and so um, she um, also. I think it adds a cool idea that like she's always destined to have been a b- part of the Bat Family. I th- I think that's a cool little add-on that even though she came out of nowhere and she was offered at one point, but it's just like something within her. If you're going to talk destiny and all that shit, like she was always bound to end up there at some somehow. Yeah, like, eventually she would find her way into that family. Just her skill set means she's perfect for it. Exactly. So, once Mother is defeated, Harper assures um, the returned Batman that she understands his reasons for not telling her about his history with Mother and his indirect role in her mother's death. (laughs) But her recent events have prompted her to go to college to receive official qualifications for her electrician skills and explore a life outside of the vigilante role. So, this actually... She kind of slightly retires, but... Once upon finding out like all of this shit that like her mother died and she was going to be offered up as the perfect Robin at one point and there's this, all this backstory and also Cassandra Cade is still on the team so yeah. she's kind of like I'm going to take a step back but then Batman who has been a dickhead for the whole report for his whole life say, he ends up for his whole life assures her as she leaves that Bluebird will always be welcome in Gotham if she decides to suit up again Sean Oh my god. Bruce, you can't just tell someone you like them when they're leaving forever. <laughs> That's he's a, He does seem like that kind of guy, doesn't he? He really does. Just like, oh, I always liked you. Did you? <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> you, you broke my nose and told me to fuck off multiple times. Multiple times, Bruce. <laughs> So, um, the powers and abilities of Bluebird. Um, uh, She has electrical engineering. Ro has gained impressive experience with electronics, having to fend for herself most of her life. Her skill is so great that she actually improved one of the Batman's gadgets. So you can kind of tell how intelligent she is when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, You also have gadgetry. She's got computer operation. She also uses firearms, Sean. She, Which makes her slightly different. So she's perfect for the Batman. Perfect for Zack Snyder. Maybe not Scott Snyder's Batman. Um, she's got hand-to-hand combat as well. Now, her equipment. She's got the Bluebird armor. She also has a thing called Ascension Boots, which are uh, a ga- are boots that she designed herself. And, they, and wears uh, specially designed boots with grappling hooks on the sole permitting her to ascend and descend, as well as to hang from the ceiling to perform hands-free tasks. Sorry. So she just does, like, a handstand and fires a grappling hook from her feet? Um, no, like, no, no. She has hooks. Yeah, she has grappling hooks on her soles, yeah, I suppose. But, like, she uses them to basically hook into the ceiling and, like, um, just, she can just... 
I suppose if you're looking like the Arkham games, like she's hanging upside down from the golems, but just from her feet. <laughs> right. Okay. I just if you're okay. Yeah, it's cool. I just think it grappling hook design. Surely, there's another way to go about it. Hang on. Are you telling me comic books might not make some sense? I'm just saying, why put the grappling hooks on your feet? What if they go That's off, it, like, on accident? You're gonna... You, you jump off a building, right? Yeah. Grappling hook onto the building on your way down to, like, swing around and stop your fall. You're just gonna pull your fucking legs off. <laughs> I suppose. Um, this character I, is a like, zero, I've decided. <laughs> I, I think you've already turned against her. I mean, I think she's pretty cool. I don't. Okay, um, she uses tasers a lot, and she oh, uses a cool. thing called the 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 bluebird rifle, which uh, fires electrical rounds at enemies. So she's she's, she's very much into electric. like yeah electric stuff, which I mean it's very on brand. Um, and yeah, so she's also appeared in Arrow season two at one stage. I think she was um, Arrow's sister's friend. Really? Um, Did she? Yeah, I think so. And she's also appeared in Young Justice, uh, Young Justice Outsiders. She's she's in that season. As with all of my favorite characters, they have all appeared in Young Justice. A show Sean has still not watched. <laughs> I think look, I just think it and anyone who likes it is pure trash. What and, can and, I say? <laughs> and my final point is that Bluebird was originally set to appear as a playable character in Injustice Two, Sean, but she oh. was cut from the game at the last second, which kind of gives you the impression that like. Of how big she's gotten over the last few years that she was going to appear in Injustice 2. Yeah, like, because that, that is. The, the whole selling point of that game is oh, the biggest DC characters are fighting each other. So to yeah. be included in that roster, that's pretty good. That would also be a really good character in terms of fighting style. Because you'd have a load of electric attacks, I imagine, and weird and just a big hook shoes. Big rifle. If you've you got a long distance weapon, just stand at the far end of the screen, just fire. <laughs> It's <laughs> just the easiest win you've ever had. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is my report on Bluebird or Harper Rowshot, a character that is part of the Bat Family, has been a Batman psychic, but I feel like is not known really at all. No, I knew nothing about that character until you started speaking, and now like it's honestly one of the stronger backstories I would say that I've heard for. Uh, a Batman sidekick, like out of the gate, it seems she had quite a a developed and nuanced character, and also mm. very level headed in terms of like I'm going to go like get a degree because I can't do this forever. <laughs> I think she's like a combination of Jason Todd and Tim Drake in terms of her origin. So Jason Todd, in in regards to like, oh, she grew up in the Narrows and she's had a very rough childhood or whatever. But then Tim Drake is that she's like she's just a genius. So she, and also she's seen Batman like she's able to look at Batman and go he's getting slower. There's something wrong with him, and she wants to find out what it is and wants to help, which is very similar to how Tim Drake came into his role. Yeah, and that's look, that's a of like a powerful combination to be Jason Todd combined with Tim Drake, like the best aspects of both characters. Hmm. Um, no, no, I, I, I absolutely agree. I I think it's it's inter- We're probably going to see her more in mainstream media as it goes on, but also in the comics they kind of wrote her out. So it, she's there to bring back at any given moment, really. Yeah, and it can be this big hype moment when she does make her return. Um, 
No, I think I like I hope they I hope they use that character. I hope she doesn't just fade away. Um because I think that's that's a really interesting character that they created there. So, Shaw, would you like to take us out? Yes, I would. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday again with another episode of Hero or Zero covering a Marvel character this time. Um Big thanks goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. If you guys want to support it over there, that would be very, very much appreciated. Um, down below, all of our socials are there. You can email us heroes for hire underscore at outlook.com. But the most important thing, uh, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.